Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hour number two here on The Herd. It's me, Jason McIntyre, in for Colin Cowherd. He is on vacation right now. He sent me a photo on a uh, boat. It looks very luxurious and fun, and I think he's having a grand old time, Alex. Yeah, and we're having a great time holding down the fort until Wednesday. Yes, indeed. So it should be a fun few days here. Uh, NFL insider Tom Pelissaro joining us shortly to talk about uh, some injuries, the Naeem Hines injury. Not great, not great, uh, Buffalo, the running back market and all that fun stuff. But I, uh, I convinced the staff to do a segment. I know every Monday Colin does where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. And I was like, you know, guys, I've been on the show several years now, seven. Colin seems to think it's like three. Um, been c- coming on the show for like seven years. You get a few things wrong and a lot of things right or vice versa. And so we're going we're gonna to dust it off where Jason was right, where Jason was wrong. Here we go. Where J-Mac was right. (laughs) Let's go with Jamal Murray. Woo! My guy, Jamal Murray. Besides hanging out with Cowherd at UFC fights in Vegas, Jamal Murray was unbelievable in the playoffs. I hyped this guy. I said he was going to be incredible. In the postseason, 26-7-5, shot 39% on threes, just looked the part of a superstar, the perfect Robin to Jokic's Batman. Denver wins the title. And, man, I was all over this Jamal Murray love. We got to get him on the show. Big fan of Jamal Murray. Where J-Mac was wrong. Let's go with the Mormon Mahomes, Zach Wilson. Uh, (laughs) Listen, since he came into the league, I've been hyping this guy. Zach Wilson's our guy. He's the new franchise. Look at He can fling it. And it's just been one disaster after another I, I I have a soft spot for the Jets, okay? This is a guy I used to like Christian Hackenberg back in the day, okay? I mean, that was, that was maybe a worse call than Zach Wilson. But coming on here and calling him the Mormon Mahomes, minor mistake through 28, uh, two seasons, 22 games. He has 15 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, and a lot of futility. It was a whiff by your boy. Where J-Mac was right. Let's go with last season in the NFL. Man, very profitable if you followed us on the Giants and the Eagles. Said they would both make the playoffs. Really liked the Giants. Convinced Colin. to He had the Giants, I think, in the basement. I was like, look at the schedule, bro. It's very favorable. And then, of course, the Eagles. Um, 
I didn't have them going to the Super Bowl, but I did say they wouldn't be one of the best teams in the NFC. They were incredible with Jalen Hurts, who was basically an MVP candidate. Should have won the award. Sorry, Patrick Mahomes. And uh, that was a nice uh, feather in my cap. Where J-Mac was wrong. Oh, uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Um, you guys remember in the uh, preseason, I said, oh, if the Seahawks are above 500, I'll shave a logo in the side of my head. You can see on the screen what happened. Not good. Not good. It was bad. I mean, the logo looked great, uh, and I got destroyed on the internet for it. But, uh, yeah, there it is, Alex. I'm sure you remember that day. Very, very fine moment in it was haircut glorious. history. Yes, yes, sorry. <laughs> Where J-Mac was right. The Los Angeles Rams, after winning the Super Bowl, I was hosting the Herd. It was a radio-only day, and I remember driving into the studio, talking with Ryan, our producer, and I was like, I got a hot take, guys. There's a world where the Rams missed the playoffs and they're not not good. There was silence on the other end of the phone, and Ryan's like, oh, come on, you can't do that. And I was like, listen, and I laid out the case, and the Rams, listen, I know the injuries and the offensive line, it went south, but that was probably my best spot on call uh, last season. Where J-Mac was wrong. Oh, the Dallas Mavericks and my soft spot for Luka Doncic. That went very, very badly. I don't even like Kyrie Irving, but I tried to tell myself, oh, after they got Kyrie, they'll go to the finals. They missed the playoffs. The stats are on the screen. It's bleak. It was horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, America. It was bad. Where J-Mac was right. Uh, Let's go with DeAndre Hopkins to the Titans, huh? You guys know the headline segment. I mean, I I did call this. We predicted Hopkins to the Titans. I I don't Listen, I don't think it's a massive home run for them, but I did call it correctly, right? So that counts as a win. Where J-Mac was wrong. Uh, Russell Wilson, damn it. So I go to Vegas every summer and sign up for a gambling contest that I make my uh, season-long bets, and I bet a bunch of week one games. My second biggest week one bet. Ah, come on, Russell Wilson and the Broncos are going to kill Seattle. What a whiff that was. It hurt watching yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Will. It was all a disaster. The season was a train wreck. Big, big whiff for your boy. Where J-Mac was wrong. All right. Uh, we will end up with another wrong. Jeez, thanks, guys. Um, so U.S. soccer, six and a half was a spread for USA and Vietnam. USA won 13 nothing last year against their bad opponent. I'm like, oh, U.S. will roll. Shots on goal, USA, Vietnam, 23 to nothing. And they end up with just three goals. And they do not come close to sniffing the six-and-a-half win total. Good celebrations. Uh, Thanks for the missed penalty kick, Alex Morgan. Um, It was just unbelievable how they could not find the back of the net. Kudos to the Vietnam goalie, who was tremendous. Uh, USA let me down. All right, let's get to our guest, Tom Pelissaro, NFL insider for the NFL Network. Tom, how you doing, man? Great, Jason. Glad to be back with you, man. Yeah, yeah. Good to talk to you. Now, uh, you know, I I don't know if you were privy to the big Zoom call that happened over the weekend for NFL running backs. Uh, Austin Eckler apparently spearheaded it. Can you just tell us what, like, what was the idea behind this? I thought Christian McCaffrey involved, Derrick Henry. Tell us everything you know. This has been going on for a while, Jason, because all those running backs have been on a group text thread recently here talking about the fact that you know some of their highest profile guys aren't getting deals or aren't getting deals to the level that they would like to think that they would inside the marketplace so I mean I don't know how to set up a zoom I'm kind of impressed Austin Eckler does he does have his own podcast so he's probably got some more technological (laughs) skills 
than I might hear, but the discussion is ongoing here. And when you look at the running back market right now, and I know that I've seen all kinds of different suggestions about what the running backs should do and they should self-unionize, the rules should change, there should be performance-based pay. Here's the bottom line. It is about individual contract precedent in the NFL. When you talk about moving marketplaces, there's a reason. If you go back a decade ago, one of the most underpaid positions, one of the lowest paid positions in the NFL was defensive tackle. Now guys are making 25, 27, 30 million dollars a year. And that was about Aaron Donald resetting the market and all that next tier of guys now suddenly want to get higher. Chris Jones holding out because he wants to be in that tier as well. I'm not saying it's as simple as, well, nobody takes the deals, but the best leverage any player has in any situation is withholding their services. When Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs don't take deals at the franchise tag signing deadline, when Dalvin Cook is still sitting out there on the market and he does have strong offers, strong interest, but isn't signing a deal yet, this is the best thing you can do, which is saying, we're simply not going to take the offer just because it's the best offer we have now. We want to try to shift this thing moving forward here. Will it actually work? We'll find out. Now, um, it, one of the tough things, Tom, is you just said strong offer for Dalvin Cook. Is there any way to quantify like what the Barkley numbers were that he turned down? Or are both sides just withholding that information and it's not known? Because, you know, if, if he turned down 11 and the franchise tag is 10, you know, they're, they're clearly apart. But if he turned down like 13 million a year, then it's a different story. I can tell you it wasn't $13 million a year, certainly not in base pay. There were a lot of different structures that were discussed when it came to Saquon Barkley and the Giants. In the end, there was a strong base offer. It was upwards of $10 million per year for Saquon Barkley. And the guarantees got to a place that, I mean, I legitimately thought, me and Ian Rapport are sitting on the set at NFL Network, and we thought that and Josh Jacobs could go either way right up until minutes before the deadline. In the end, mm. they both ended up saying no. This is certainly a bet by Saquon Barkley. You look around the rest of the league, you know, you got Christian McCaffrey who's making $16 million a year. Nick Chubb is up there. Alvin Kamara, though, he's got this kind of backloaded type of deal where his numbers probably aren't as high as they look like they are on paper. But again, getting paid a lot of money here. You know, you have to look at the risk that you would mitigate relative to the possibility of the market rebounding in 2024. Ultimately, Saquon got to a point where he wasn't going to take the deal. Now the question becomes for him and Josh Jacobs, do they show up mm. come week one and make $10 million this season, or do they extend this into the regular season, start giving up around a $700,000 paycheck per week, knowing that because that deadline's already passed, the only thing that the team can do, it's not a multi-year deal anymore, they could adjust a one-year contract. And are either of these teams even willing to do that? Interesting. I, I, yeah, the adjusting the one-year contract. Uh, I looked at the Giants' schedule, Tom. It, it, there's a real chance that this team opens like 1-5 if Saquon doesn't show up. I don't know how much leverage that would give him, and here it is on the screen. You know, if you assume losses to Dallas, San Fran, Seattle, Miami, Buffalo, you know, and, and you're looking at a 1-5 start, like without Saquon, does he then have leverage to get something done in the future? Can they do a handshake deal down the road? How, how do you – I mean, I don't want to advise the guy to sit out. Like, you know, we know the Le'Veon Bell story, but this is a Giants team that's heavily dependent on Saquon Barkley. When you go back to the Le'Veon Bell situation, Jason, just think about this in the context of what we're talking about right now with the running back market. You can find my tweet that I had after this. This is the first time that Le'Veon got tagged where he didn't end up showing up until September before they tagged him the second time and he sat out. The first time, the deal that he turned down at the final hour, the final minutes, 
would have paid him thirty million over two and like forty-two million over three. Wow. Guys aren't getting that now at the <laughs> running back position. But from Le'Veon's perspective at the time, he wanted to be paid like he was not only the starting running back but also the number two receiver on that team. Now he ends up coming back, still got a pretty strong deal from your guy, Mike McCagnan there uh, with the Jets. It obviously did not go well for anybody <laughs> involved in that, but Le'Veon did make a decent amount of money, never could make back the money that he missed in that one year sitting out. And who knows where his career would have been. He probably wouldn't be boxing right now if he hadn't <laughs> sat out that season. Yeah. So Saquon, Josh Jacobs, you got to take that history into account. Yeah. So let's think about this. All right, let's not get six games into it. Because once six games are gone, you're talking about $3.54 million being out the window. And if the Giants are, to use your words, not mine, your words, Jason, one and five at that point, there's not a lot of point in, in you know begging the guy to come back and doing something. But all right, let's say you get a game or two into the season. What could they do? Well, one would be the obvious financial one, which is we'll still pay you the full 10 point whatever million mm. to come back just for 15 games. Maybe a more likely scenario would be do you say, we'll give you a chunk of the money now to show up? This is something that potentially could happen before the season. Not saying the Giants will do this, but just an option. We'll say, hey, we'll give you $5 million now and then pay the rest of the $5 million over the, over the season. Or we'll give you an adjusted contract where we agree not to tag you in 2024. The teams are reluctant to do this because you set precedents when you make moves like that and you potentially set precedence for the rest of the league that, you know, players, if you just withhold your services, mm. we're going to cave, we're going to give you all this other stuff. It's still early here. We're talking about July. There's no games and games won or lost the last week of July here. But I mean, Josh Jacobs flew back to uh, his hometown earlier today. He was on a 6 a.m. flight out of Vegas. He's not expected to come back anytime soon. And with Saquon, I don't get the sense that he's going to show up in the near term either. So we may very well could be down to that final preseason game and then to the 53-man cutdown, which I want to say is around August 27th. After that's usually where sometimes those guys are going to come in. Will these guys do it? Will that continue mm. to be a negotiation of any kind into the weekend? These are all problems that are be, going to be yeah. talked about down the line. But bottom line, teams don't want to make those types yeah. of adjustments on one-year deal just because then everybody can use that against you. In the yeah, that's, that's good intel. Uh, Naeem Hines goes down for the Buffalo Bills, awful injury. Um, instantly, you got to wonder, like, okay, Kareem Hunt, come on down. Uh, Zeke Elliott, you know, or does Buffalo, I don't know, have their cap situation off the top of my head. Do they say, hey, we'd rather just plug in some guy on the super cheap uh, in the backfield? Or does Buffalo say, no, 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 we're a Super Bowl team. Give us Fournette, Zeke, Kareem Hunt. I'm assuming no Dalvin Cook there? I would not anticipate Dalvin Cook ending up in Buffalo, even though his brother James is, of course, there too. Dalvin Cook has is going to have better offers elsewhere mm -hmm. than what he's going to be able to get from Buffalo because you referenced their cap situation. And listen, the cap can be molded. You can do cap salary conversions and other things, but the Bills have already done a lot of that and they're relatively tight right now. They spent on an edge rusher later on in free agency. I don't see them going out and spending six, seven, eight million dollars per year on a running back. Having said that, they certainly have at least explored the possibilities of bringing in one more. Remember, they signed Latavius Murray in the offseason. They signed Damian Harris in the offseason. They do still have James Cook. The difference with Naeem Hines is he's this kind of chess piece, not only in the return game, but you can split him out. He's going to be, I think he had way more catches than carries last year uh, for the Bills. So they would add some cool stuff in the offense for him instead. And it's a, a really scary and just awful situation all around. My understanding on Naeem Hines is that, you know, he's an avid water sports guy. He's had a certification for a long time riding a jet ski. He's sitting there, just filled up his tank or something and is sitting there. And then some moron who didn't know what they were doing 
crashes into his leg. So he suffers a left ACL injury. You know, they'll do surgery probably later on this week. They'll see what else is there, but he's not going to be around uh, for 2023. And, you know, if you know how NFL contracts work too, Jason, when you have an injury that suffered like that, oh. and it's even if you're training on your own, but, you know, much less, you know, on a, you know, doing water sports or whatever, teams don't have to pay you. They can put you on the non-football injury list. It's up to the team to decide how to handle the contract situation. It's just unfortunate uh, for everybody involved here. And certainly I think that anybody who's met Naeem Hines is uh, wishing the uh, best for him. Well, wait a minute. Well, they, they could just say, hey, you suffered a fo- uh, an injury away from the facility. We're not paying you your salary of uh, $3 million or whatever. Isn't that an awful Correct. precedent and, for future players, though? And forget about... Well, that's and that's what teams had to figure out here. There have been other situations. You remember, this goes back to the COVID year when guys were working out on their own and teams could do different things where they could... I, I, I'm, I have hundreds of pages of memos in my head, Jason, so <laughs> forgive me if I don't remember the exact things here. But teams were allowed to like send somebody a Peloton or some weights or resistance bands and then like give them a program that they could follow. Well, if the guy still, though, if he was working out on his own, if he wasn't following that program or whatever, they could still take their money away, even though no one was allowed at the facility. They could still NFI guys and not pay them. So you saw there was a grievance on one player, uh, Juwan James, who was playing for the Broncos and then got hurt working out on his own, ends up with the Ravens a year later. But yeah, I mean, that, that was a fight. And there were other situations. Teams ultimately don't have to pay unless you get injured doing football activities or working out at the team facility, they're not on the hook for it. Some teams, based on circumstances, will pay the guy. Other teams won't. I would say more often than not, players do not get paid. And anybody you're seeing now, Jason, you're going to see you already have a half dozen guys go on NFI. There will be dozens more in the coming weeks here. Whenever you see that, remember, that means that potentially that guy not only is missing out on football if he doesn't get back, because NFI can also be a temporary designation, but that guy misses the season. You may not get a dime. All right, we'll get you out of here on this one, Tom. Uh, Kadarius Tony goes down for the Chiefs. Um, I, I saw some reports where he was supposed to be number one on the depth chart at receiver. They lose Juju Smith-Schuster. You also have MVS, a couple young guys. Is this is this going to hurt the Chiefs significantly? I know Tony's had some injuries, but he's he's an electric player. Well, and that's the question is – you know, Andy Reid downplayed it and said that he tweaked his knee. We'll see what the situation ultimately ends up being. But Kadarius Tony's had a lot of injuries, a lot of soft tissue stuff through the course of his career. It was the hamstring that kept him off the field for a long time with the Giants. You just wonder how quickly he's going to get back on the field. I think what you saw with Kadarius Tony down the stretch last season was he is an electric player in space. He kind of reminds me, he's not built exactly like him, but he reminds me a little bit of Percy Harvin. Yes. Well, Percy Harvin was never a fully dimensional receiver who'd run the whole route tree, but you create cool stuff for him. You put him in the backfield or you get him out on a bubble or you give him an end around or easy routes and he could do it. And he could make things happen once you got the football into his hands. That's the same thing. I believe they both went to Florida, similar type of a deal uh, with Kadarius Tony. I, I fully anticipate if he's able to get back, if this is a, a minor type of a deal, like Andy Reid indicated that it was that he's going to be a big time player uh, within that offense. But also, let's be honest, Jason, it's the Chiefs. Everybody said, what's going to happen without Tyree Kill? Now it's what's going to happen without Juju Smith-Schuster. What might happen without Kadarius Tony? Wild guess. Patrick Mahomes is throwing <laughs> for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns, no matter who else is out there with him. Yeah, Tom Pelissaro, NFL Network, NFL Insider. Great stuff, Tom. Great, great uh, stuff on Hines, although it's depressing. But uh, thanks a lot and enjoy the camps. You got it, man. Uh, good stuff, man. That Alex, that... Naeem Hines thing is disappointing. The more the more we find out about it too, like fueling up, just sitting there, 
like fueling up his jet and they might ski. not pay him? I don't even want to look up his, his salary this year. What is I like mean, that's heartbreaking. Bucks? And again, it wasn't necessarily his fault because someone else hit him. Now he can't play. Now he might not get paid. Yeah. Oh, my god, It's gosh. heartbreaking. Brutal. All right, coming up next, Alex has updates on Chris Jones and Josh Jacobs, plus my AFC tiers. How high up are the Jets? Take a guess, people. Find out next on The Herd. Thanks for listening to The Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for The Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Back here on The Herd, Jason in for Colin. Alex with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is The Herdline News. Well, J-Mac, the United States opened the 2023 Women's World Cup with a 3-0 win over Vietnam. Sophia Smith scored two of their three goals to become the second youngest U.S. women's national team player to score multiple goals in a World Cup game. Now, the team has now won 13 straight matches at the World Cup, extending its own record for most consecutive wins in the competition. Now, it was a win, J-Mac, but it wasn't pretty. There was a lot of missed shots, including Alex Morgan's PK. Vietnam came in with a strategy, and it worked. They were extremely aggressive. They were chippy, and it almost felt like they took U.S. 
out of their game. There never felt like there was this consistent flow of chemistry. I, for, starting in the first two minutes when Rodman got taken down yeah. and was on the floor for almost two minutes. So at this point, you get the win. Obviously, I think everyone expected it to be a lot more of a high-scoring game. You talked about that and yeah. where, where J-Mac was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but now we look ahead to their match on Wednesday, and it's a rematch from the 2019 World Cup final against the Netherlands. So what they need to do is they just need to play their game. They need to find that chemistry and do what they do best, which is win. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what to take away from the Vietnam game other than you made a good point that the, just the physical nature seemed to rattle the U.S. They I don't took them down say, every opportunity yeah. they had. Yeah, you you know, you play sports. It's like I played soccer you, in college. When you come out yeah. and they're physical with you and the refs aren't, you know, going to the card and they're just saying foul. Yep. You just kind of look and you're like, come, what are we playing? Prison rules today? Is that what's going on here? Just anything goes? It was a strategy and it worked. It, let's, yeah. I don't love, they didn't look great. They did not look particularly sharp. I mean, you have uh, to remember, early. they're also missing a lot of core players, a lot of veteran core players that aren't on the team right now that got injured right before the World yeah. Cup. So you have young, exciting talent playing with veterans that haven't had a lot of time spent together yet. So you hope it gets it gets better from here. I mean, this is going to be, Wednesday is going to be a tough one. As I mentioned, it's a rematch of the 2019 World Cup final that the U.S. won. So you know the Netherlands is going to come out with, you know, a chip yeah. on their shoulder. Like, we're going we're gonna to show you. So I, it's... I, I think I had seen over the weekend, unders in the World Cup started out 11-1. and one. Uh, a lot of low-scoring games. Yeah, a lot uh, of so low-scoring Again, games. that stuff changes quickly. I'm not saying go bet unders. But just worth looking at uh, going forward. A lot of low-scoring games. That's not great if you're the U.S. You know, you don't. This Netherlands team is solid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the U.S. is kind of. I don't want to say they're in a transition phase, but yeah, kind no, of. This right. is this is the young stars kind of coming in and slowly taking over for the veterans right now. So Wednesday should be an exciting one on Fox. All right, let's move on. Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones did not report to the start of camp as he looks for a new contract. He is entering the last year of the four-year $80 million deal he signed in 2020, but the two sides are reportedly far apart in negotiations. He is also reportedly looking for a deal that will pay him $30 million annually. Now, Jones tied his career high last season with 15 and a half sacks, which ranked fourth in the league. Now, this is the Chiefs' best defensive player. He's a, he's a top five Right now, he is the eighth highest paid defensive tackle, okay? If he got $30 million a year, he would be the second highest paid behind Aaron Donald. Is he worth it? Well, that's the problem. He saw the Quinn Williams deal. Mm -hmm. He wants more. Yep. Um, I don't think he's worth Aaron Donald. I mean, he's very good on yeah. this team, obviously. 30 mil? That's 30 a mil significant a chunk. And listen, it's going to yeah. get worked out. Um I, I know it's tough when you see T.J. Watts like an outside pass rusher. Jones does move to the outside sometimes. There was a couple moves in the Bengals game on the final drive where they had done a good job on Jones, so they mm -hmm. moved him to the outside, and it totally opened things up. Um, I don't know. I mean, is he definitely better than Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, and Bosa? Like, I, you know, Jeff, Simmons got 23 mil at the same position. Quinn got 24 yeah. yeah probably I think I think the 25 26 given his age probably makes the most sense but probably not to him 
And Andy Reid even said he was surprised Jones wasn't there, but said they'll keep moving forward on without him. Yeah, so I then mean, it's just plenty of time. No need to get worried. Uh, what's the line? Deadline spur action. Well, the Jets had hard knocks. They didn't yeah. want the Quinn and Williams thing to drag out. So, boom, mm-hmm. let's get this done. No drama behind the scenes. Well, what are the Chiefs rushing for? I'm sure Chris Jones doesn't mind missing a couple of practices. Nope. Yeah. All right. Speaking of uh, missing practices, Josh Jacobs and the Raiders did not agree to a long-term extension, and the running back is not expected to report to training camp. He was seen leaving Las Vegas and reportedly <laughs> will not return anytime soon. Devontae Adams was recently asked about the situation with his teammate and said he's still holding hope that things work out. Take a listen. Really valued position in the league that gets devalued by the way that the market goes. But, um, you know, I'm I'm praying everything works out because if we really want to have a shot at winning the Super Bowl and, and having all the, you know, the elite aspirations that we do, um, we're going to need that guy. So, you know, I'm praying that we can still figure something out. But, um, you know, also understanding where Josh is coming from, but trying to coach him through it at the same time. Now, Raiders uh, camp starts tomorrow for veterans. So that's when everyone is supposed to show up. But this is kind of a similar situation to Saquon Barkley. Um, Holding out to try to get the deal that you want because you believe that you deserve more. And we we talked about this on Friday. We talked about it earlier in the show. Like last time we saw this, Le'Veon Bell holding out and missing a full season was never the same once he came back. And you're never going to get that money back that you don't receive when you don't play. And then the Raiders just got positive news that Jimmy G passed his physical. And then, of course, this news comes yeah. out that Jacobs isn't going to be there. They just they just can't buy a break right now. It's interesting that Devontae Adams, and I know he said a lot, it was balanced, you know, he understands yeah. the situation, but we need Josh to reach our elite aspirations. To win a Super Bowl. That's what he said. Xavier McKinney of the Giants is like, I totally understand. Now, maybe he said more of the quote and they just cut off part of it, but... Adams, remember, he was unhappy earlier this offseason. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know. He this, came into a Raiders really... thing seems to not be going great. No, he McDaniels came into has a... a bad history, too. He came into an unfortunate situation. Carr was his guy. Yeah. Like, one of his good friends. Then the way they did him dirty towards the end of last season, and he was gone. And now you get... Jimmy G, which seems like a bridge quarterback situation mm. to see if they draft someone... That's a good. You just said coming that, up. How, how McDaniel's treated Carr at the end of last season. Yeah, that's that's gonna put a bitter taste in your mouth when that's a dear friend of yours. And like now, the way they're treating Josh Jacobs. Yeah, it's actions speak louder than words. And, and McDaniel's yeah. when he had gone to Denver, like ruffle feathers instantly. First thing was like Jay Cutler, you're not my guy. Get out of here. Yep. It was like. It, it, these Belichick disciples, they go places, think they can act the way Belichick did, and it just doesn't yeah, work. Uh-uh. Like, it, ooh, this is bleak. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an interesting energy at that training camp. In yeah. Vegas. Alex with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. So we're going to do AFC tiers next. Uh, after you heard what Alex just said about the Raiders, like, they're not in one of the top tiers. As a matter of fact, they're near the bottom. Uh, who's on the same level as the Chiefs? Um, surprise teams. And how much faith do I have in my guy, Aaron Rodgers? That's next on The Herd. Thanks for listening to The Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. 
Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to tirerack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it, because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head-turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert, sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detail inspection so when you finally step into those grill kicks you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other and with ebay authenticity guarantee the feeling of real is always within reach ensure your next purchase is the real deal visit ebay.com for tires back here on the herd jason mcintyre in for colin joined by alex curry gonna dive into the afc kind of a playoff outlook not a rankings it's a tiers system some people are fond of the bubble. I think I think tiers works better because visually you guys are going to like what the staff here did. So I've broken the A. Tomorrow we'll do NFC. Today we're going to do the AFC. We're going to go four tiers starting at the bottom. And what you're going to see is unlike this country right now, we lack a middle class. The middle class of the AFC is stacked. Let's start at the bottom. These are the worst teams in the AFC. No particular order, but we've got Raiders, Patriots, Titans, Colts, and Texans. They're in the bottom tier. They're the bottom feeders. They'll probably be fringe contenders for the USC quarterback. I think if anybody's a legit contender, it's the Raiders. I just looked up their win total. Look at the win totals down here. Six and a half for the Raiders. Six and a half for the Colts. Six and a half for Houston. 
another theme here is young quarterbacks. Colts are starting a rookie quarterback if Richardson wins a job. Could be Gardner Minshew, who is uh, Steichen's guy from Philly. Houston is starting C.J. Stroud. The Raiders have Jimmy Garoppolo. By the way, fun note on Garoppolo. Sure looked good in Kyle Shanahan's system. How's he going to look in Josh McDaniels' system? And I know they were together in New England. Very curious. Garoppolo coming off the uh, the foot injury. Poor offensive line. Had a great offensive line. There is a world where these Raiders are like four wins. New England's here. Their win total seven and a half. Uh, I'm, yeah, win total for New England seven and a half. I, I just I don't like what they've got. Don't like their skill position, guys. I know the defense had great numbers last year. I think it was a little overinflated, facing a lot of bad quarterbacks. But that's the bottom tier for me in the AFC. Now you go up to tier three, and now you're starting to cook a little bit. Now you've got a bunch of playoff teams. But this is the tough category because a lot of these guys are in the playoff mix, but they're in my third tier. Let's start with the Steelers. You know I'm bullish on them. I'm. I, can I be driving the Kenny Pickett bandwagon? I mean, I've been pushing the Steelers. It's funny, I'll say this. When the Herd social media staff, led by the Great West, puts out some video where I'm talking about NFL teams and it's positive, I get all these new followers and they're like all, all these fan groups and the Steelers are one of them. I got buddies texting me who I haven't talked to in years. Dude, I love that you love the Steelers this year. Kenny Pickett for life. And I'm like, settle down. It's July. I like the Steelers. I really do th- believe they're a team to watch. Uh, Watt and Highsmith, like I like the Steelers. Ravens are probably the only team in here that should be kicked up. Win total of 10 and a half. That's the highest of anybody in this group. A lot of newness, though. New wide receivers, new OC, new contract for Lamar. Defense is going to drop down a little bit. Justin Tucker, the kicker's still back. The head coach is very good. Just a lot of questions on defense. I've got the Dolphins here. Cowherd is much higher on Miami. I just, I got to see it with Tua. Like, their range of outcomes. Miami could be a seven-win team if Tua's hurt. He's healthy all season long. Well, why can't they win 12 games? The schedule is very challenging. Uh, I got the Chargers in here. Herbert, another new OC in Kellen Moore. Jacksonville Jaguars are, are very interesting, folks. Nine and a half is their win total. The division, you see three of their teams are in tier four. But I just want to remind people, their left tackle's been suspended for the first four games. They lost their right tackle in free agency. And this is a team that started last season three and seven before luck boxing into the playoffs thanks to having to face Josh Dobbs, who who I think was like giving out Halloween candy a few months prior and then had to start week 18 uh, for the Tennessee Titans. And the Jags were trailing in that game before they came back and won. So a lot of luck involved late. Remember that Dallas game? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? The comeback, Dak Prescott throwing picks, like a lot of luck involved to get to the playoffs last year. So Jacksonville, don't automatically think they're leaping up. Denver Broncos, they just got great news. I was just seeing this this morning. Javante Williams, their talented running back who was awesome last year as a rookie. He had a gruesome injury. They were worried he wouldn't be able to start the season. It looks like he's going to be ready to go for week one. That's big for Peyton and Russ. I like Denver. I just, again, I, I can't make a case for them in Tier 1 or team Tier 2. And then Cleveland is the team that's a bit confounding. Uh, nine and a half is their Vegas win total. So Vegas sees something that I don't. They feel a little Ramsey from the year the Rams won the Super Bowl when the Rams were very top-heavy and they had no injuries. Great offensive line, quarterback, skill position guys. If you look at the Rams, uh, sorry, the Browns depth chart, not a lot of depth. They just have top-end talent that's good. 
But if they suffer any injuries, there's like not a lot of room uh, where they'll be good. So that's tier three. Let's kick it up to tier two. Wouldn't you know it? The New York Football Jets. Folks, you guys can mock me all you want for being a homer. I'm just saying, have you seen the throws Aaron Rodgers has been delivering at camp? Have you seen Garrett Wilson? Go up and get it! In the end, I mean, it looks so good. There is so much excitement around this New York Jets team. Remember, uh, there's reporters covering this team who are like, I've covered this team for eight years. They've never had competent quarterback play. They've got it now with Aaron Rodgers. As long as things go okay early. I, I, people are saying two and four. Some are saying three and three. I think they're starting four and two, and I'm insufferable. More, more insufferable than usual in September. I, I really think the Jets are right there. Buffalo Bills, I have them here. I've been wishy-washy on Buffalo. It, they're a tough read for me. I, I'm not a huge fan of their head coach, uh, McDermott. Uh, I know Mr. Dawkins came here on the set and tried to make a bet with me a few weeks ago. It's not an official bet. It's not official, people, just so you know. Uh, that season opener between the Jets and the Bills, I've got the Jets in that one, obviously. And finally, let's go up to our top tier in the AFC. This should surprise absolutely nobody, but it's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. The class of the uh, of the AFC, and folks, they're the class pretty much of the league right now. The Bengals, nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw January Joe Burrow coming uh, going from Ohio State to LSU, setting every record possible in college football. Then coming to the NFL, people are comparing him to Montana. We're like, come on, can we slow down? He had one great season in college. Joe Burrow has been unbelievable in the NFL. Looks the part uh, as a leader. Everything he says just sounds like a great leader. The defense is very good. A most underrated defensive coordinator in the league. The offense is stacked. Like, I mean, come on. I watched enough Andy Dalton over the years. I didn't think this was even possible. For for my, for my most of my lifetime as a Jets fan, the Bengals were like a laughing stock. And, and, and now they're set to be one of the great teams in the league for a while here. Um, I think it's it's a decent bet to put, on, put money on Burrow to win the MVP. I mean, I'm betting it when I get to Vegas here in a couple weeks. And it's like, it's KC and Cincinnati, there should be no debate. Now... Alex, do you see anything on that list that I might have messed up other than, obviously, the Jets being in Tier 2? And, and I can understand <laughs> I'm not people surprised. I, like, I saw that. I was like, of course he would. I would possibly move the Dolphins from Tier 3 to Tier 2. Okay. They've got a decent amount of offensive weapons. Yeah. Um, which I think a lot's going to ride on Tua and if he can stay healthy and yeah. if we have another he doesn't have another crazy head injury this season but I, I think they have a lot of potential and could be a sneaky team which isn't really sneaky when you have as big as names as they do on their roster and just for people who think I'm being super homerish which is like you are you know 93% of the audience um, the, the Bengals and Chiefs stand out in Vegas 11 and a half is their win total nobody else in the AFC is that high they are a cut above the Bills they have surpassed Buffalo that being Cincinnati of course so I'm sorry Bills fans that you're not higher um, I'm, the homer in me has the Jets high um, <sighs> I, I'm already seeing my photo I'm trying not to look at it but my friends are like Ravens need to be up one um, <laughs> so sorry but that's my AFC tiers we'll do NFC tomorrow um, I need to pivot here because there is some news coming in Alex, on the Otani front, um, John Morosi, who's covered uh, Major League Baseball forever here at Fox and other places, he is saying that the Angels have communicated about Shohei Otani trade scenarios with other teams 
in recent days. Now, Alex, this stunned me yeah. right here. The Angels, despite winning six of eight, mm-hmm. are at 9.6% baseball playoff odds predict. That's it? They haven't made the playoffs since 2014, J-Mac. 9%? They haven't four played games a out? playoff game since 2014. I know, but aren't they only had four games out? Of a wild card spot. Yeah, but there's like 60 games left, and they there's have a, a lot 9% of games left, But they chance? don't have Mike Trout. They still oh, don't have Mike goodness. Trout. They, we don't know what's going to happen with Shohei Otani, and they're, they're, the past decade shows you, like, okay, they've had guys, they've had big names, and they still haven't been able to get the job done or win a playoff game. It's, uh, I mean, Artie said he, it was funny, because I think last week it was, no, we won't make a trade to the uh-huh. Dodgers, well, and was... then it came out, uh, you mm-hmm. know, if so it's that... a great offer, maybe we will. It, it's going to have to be an offer that the Angels cannot refuse, refuse for Shohei Otani. So, so that's, dude, the NFL does this smart thing, Alex, where in like the offseason, like March and April, yeah. every Monday they have like a news drop that yeah. is like crafted to drop it to reporters. Mm-hmm. It pops, it dominates the headlines, keeps the NFL on top. Yeah. So here we are on a Monday, middle of the day, we have a respected longtime reporter dropping news about Otani trade scenarios with eight days to go. Yeah. It all, I, I, listen, I'm not doubting Morosi. He's very good. I've had him on my podcast, a radio show that I had. I wonder if this is the Angels sending up a flag, a flare, if you will. Hey, everybody, eight days to go. We're in business. Talk to us. And the league has to love this. The mere fact that the best player in the sport could be on the move equals a lot more baseball talk. There's so many crazy scenarios that could happen here. Also, what if he gets traded to the National League from the American League. He is the clear MVP favorite in the American League. What happens if he goes over to the National League? (laughs) I hadn't thought about that. What, obviously, I don't, it becomes a lot harder. Ronald Acuna Jr. right now in the National League is the favorite on the Braves to Mm. win MVP, but there's not much competition on the American League side. If he gets traded to the National League side, how does that affect his odds in that whole situation? Also, where are the Angels willing to trade him? There's a lot of in-division that it could happen. Do you deplete someone's farm system knowing that he's not going to sign there and just kind of take take them for all they're worth, mm. knowing you're not going to get him, knowing he's not going to re-sign there? there? There's a lot of different mind games that this situation could go. But at the end of the day, we don't even know if they're going to trade him. They might try to yeah. keep him. So this news that uh, they've communicated trade scenarios, if, not to get too... Um, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists, but what does that mean? They have communicated trade scenarios. Is that them talking? This is this is what we want. This is we want we want a major league player. We want top prospects. It has to be number one, two, three prospects if you're going to make it happen. I mentioned it in the herd line earlier, but um, our MLB staff writers here at Fox Sports put together yeah. twelve possible mock trades for Shohei Otani and what each team would have to get up, give up just to get Shohei Otani. And it's like four to five to six guys. Big league players, prospects, who's willing to do that, who has the farm system and the depth in order to do that and still be able to be competitive. And a good thing for a couple of these teams, I, I would say maybe like a Yankees or like a Seattle, if someone like that could get Otani 
on loan right now as a rental, you can kind of court him and show him, hey, this is where we would like you to be. This is, again, think about it. You're going into a new organization with a new coach, new pitching coach, new chemistry, new vibe in the clubhouse and the dugout, and you want to feel comfortable. So it's, there's a lot of interesting scenarios I could have. The fam was able to secure Dodgers tickets for this coming weekend. Oh, good Uh, for you. It would be really nice if we could get Otani on board out here with the Dodgers. I think that (laughs) uh, it's top destination once he's a free agent. Well, wait, what about now, though? What about... If the Angels Angels are willing to trade for him. Trade to the Dodgers. If you're you're the Dodgers and... You know, everybody's showing interest. Do you panic a little and say, you know, we don't want to risk it. Let's just bring him on board. He's going to sign with us. Once we get him in the building, it's over. Game over. We got him. Let's just get him in the building now. Let's give up the prospects. Dodgers? I think, I, I think, I think that's where he ends up, ultimately. Yeah. But I don't know about in the trade. All right, coming up in hour three, why Saquon Barkley is the most important player on the Giants, plus TJ Hushmanzada in studio, probably loving the Bengals talk. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 